Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy, presented by StubHub. Well, AFCON quarterfinals kick off tomorrow. Here's a look at the eight teams remaining. Nigeria will face Angola. We've got DR Congo taking on Guinea, and then on Saturday, Cape Verde take on South Africa, and Mali will take on Ivory Coast. You can watch all these matches on BN Sports. And uh, to help us set the stage for the quarterfinals, we welcome in Mimi Fawaz, who is in Ivory Coast. Mimi, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well. Thank you very much. It's it's a rest day, no matches today. So I'm making the most of it here in Abidjan and taking the sights and sounds and eating some local food. Sounds fantastic. Not jealous at all. Um, let's chat about this <laughs> these quarterfinals because this is crazy. In this iteration of this competition, we have eight teams who are brand new. Not one of the eight quarterfinalists from last tournament have advanced to this stage right now. So for you, Mimi, when you think about it from that perspective, what what does that say about uh, soccer in Africa right now? So I've been covering the Africa Cup of Nations for quite a few years now. And what it shows me is the growth of African football. There's so much natural talent in Africa, but now we're really seeing federations who are investing in their teams, where it's a tournament of the underdogs because of all of the surprises. And it also shows us that the gap between the top teams, like the favorites who most of them are actually out now of the competitions and teams are traditionally seen as minnows, as underdogs has closed. So now we're seeing other teams that are stepping up to the plate and young future stars that are coming up. And, you know, this is a big stage for a lot of them. Mimi, the last time we spoke to you, you were in Abidjan, but you were on your way to Yamoussoukro to see that game between Senegal and Ivory Coast, where I think 
Not many people in the world would have said that the defending champions were gonna get bounced from this tournament from the host nation that doesn't have a manager. I need you to describe me and tell me from your experience some of the scenes that you've been seeing in Ivory Coast because it must be like none other that you have seen in your journalistic career. Nico, honestly, it was a big party. Even in the stadium itself, after Francesi got that winning penalty, people were dancing around me. They were singing. It was like a DJ was playing the whole time in the stadium. It was one tune after another. It was such an incredible atmosphere. The stadium was packed. A sea of orange fans were there to support their country and hoping that their country would restore pride after that big loss, that heavy defeat, 4-0 to Equatorial Guinea, and that's exactly what the players did. You could see them. It was a big battle on the pitch. They really wanted to restore that pride, and they fought to the very end. And I really feel that they did that. And credit to Emers Faye for the changes that he made, the substitutions that he brought in Nicolas Pepe that helped to bring in that equalizer with the penalty. And Frank Kessie, Sebastian Allaire, who hadn't played in the tournament so far because of injury. And when he came on, my goodness, the roar of the people were celebrating, uproar people were celebrating him um, and were so happy to see him on the pitch. Mimi, let's talk about your Super Eagles since you're rocking a Nigeria uh, shirt right there. Um, they're, they're taking on... I don't know about that. The subconscious is speaking loud and clear. Let's talk about this Angola side they have to face, who, who I think have been very dangerous with, uh, Jelson Dala and, and Mabululu. So what do you expect from Nigeria? Are there going to be any tactical changes? Because they've only given up one goal this tournament, which is the fewest. Yeah, absolutely. So we've spoken a lot about how strong Nigeria has been defensively. A possible change that we could see in the match is Stalinois Bili. He hasn't yet passed a fitness test. The goalkeeper got injured in that match against Cameroon. And Jose Pacero says they're going to wait to see late fitness tests for today. It could be Francis Uzuho in goal this time around. But Nigeria have been very strong defensively, and I expect that to still continue in the competition. They've only conceded, as you said, one goal so far, and that was in the opening match against Equatorial Guinea. The three at the back is really has been working for Nigeria, but they should not underestimate Angola. Angola have been very strong in the competition, topping their group. They're very good in terms of the attacking force that they have. You've mentioned, Justin, Dala, he's just behind Emilio Nsue, who has five goals, the top scorer so far in the competition. Justin Dala has four goals so far. And he's also not just great at scoring those goals, but he's also one of the most creative players, you know, providing assists as his own for Mabululu. So they're going to really have to find a way how they can neutralize that Angolan attack. Uh, Mimi, I want to ask about one of the quarterfinal matchups on Saturday. Cape Verde taking on South Africa. Cape Verde, one of the, the minnows, I guess, they, that you mentioned. And then South Africa coming off uh, what I'm sure was a, an absolutely crazy emotional win for them over one of the favorites in Morocco. What are you expecting in this one? And, and who are you giving the edge to here? I think one thing I've learned from this competition is never to give an edge to anyone because it's the, it's the tournament of surprises, isn't it? I've gone, we've all gotten the predictions wrong so far. I don't think anybody expected 
Cape Verde to be doing as well as they have so far in the competition, booking their place for the second time ever in their history into the quarterfinals, and the same for South Africa. But Cape Verde have been definitely a big surprise in the competition. Ryan Mendes, that captain, all-time leading scorer for his country and all-time leading appearances for his country. And as well, South Africa, Hugo Bruce took over just over a year ago. He's a tactician. He's a proven manager who's won the Africa Cup of Nations before when nobody expected him to win it with Cameroon in 2017 when they were facing Egypt in the finals. But he did that. And there's been a rejuvenation of the South African team under him. They're very disciplined. They're playing with confidence. Their defense was very strong in their match against Morocco. And I don't, as you said, not many people, I guess, expect them because Morocco were, were the favorites, but they proved them wrong. They proved them never to write them out because they can prove any sort of surprises for any team that they face because they're so disciplined and so compact. And McQuenna's free kick, oh my goodness, that was an incredible goal. Mimi, you're going to put you on the spot here. With oh the exception boy. of Nigeria, <laughs> right? Which of the remaining seven teams do you think have a, have a good shot of winning this? How about the best shot of winning it, of the remaining? <laughs> yeah, but I, without Nigeria, I, I want to put Nigeria to a side. Who has the best shot from, 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 the seven, from the seven remaining? Yeah, of course, they have an actual shot, but yeah, the best shot. I think Ivory Coast really fought, fought hard. You know, they're playing at home. They've got, you know, their fans all supporting them in the stadium. Seko Fofana, when they were taking the penalties, he was the man rallying the crowds to make more noise, make more noise, and they were doing it. So they really helped to, you know, bring more of that passion, that pride, that fight. And I think now that they've beaten Senegal, the defending champions, they're un they can be unstoppable. They're just going to keep fighting, and they've got that confidence so that they can lift it on home soil. I love that. It's a good shout. Uh, Mimi, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, especially on your day off. Go enjoy some, some more sights and sounds and, and food. I think I'll do a little nap. The Ivron Code says he missed his daily afternoon nap just before the Senegal match because he was really stressed. So I think I might nap today. <laughs> Naps are hey, very I can, I'll important. be napping today, too. <laughs> I'm a big nap proponent, absolutely. Take care, Mimi. Thank you so much. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.